I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autoimmune Reset podcast, where we're going to be diving into the fascinating world of autoimmune disease, health and medical science. So I'm your host today and we're going to be exploring a topic that affects a lot of my clients and a lot of people worldwide and that's to do with the complexities of autoimmunity. I talk to a lot of people with autoimmune disease, whether I work with them or not. Lots of people reach out to me and they are feeling so frustrated with their autoimmune symptoms, not understanding what is causing them. And even when they're be- even when you've been diagnosed with these conditions, as much as your doctors are there for- to support you and other health practitioners they still don't know 100% what might be the underlying cause of your condition. There are ways that you can test and find out what condition you might have, especially if it's more of a systemic one like lupus or scleroderma. As much as they will base your diagnosis on the blood work that they do for you, it's also based on your symptoms. And that was something that I learned when I was at university studying autoimmune disease. And I specifically looked at vasculitis. And I was quite surprised at how it was diagnosed because I'd been so used to something being diagnosed with a particular biomarker that indicated that you had something but really it was putting together a number of symptoms looking at whether there's any autoantibodies in the blood uh, but also just basing it on a lot of different factors and sometimes it can be diagnosed by ruling everything else out and that can be helpful in some ways, at least you have the diagnosis and know what you're working with. But at the same time, it doesn't get to the heart of why you had that condition in the first place. And once you know what the cause of autoimmunity is, then you can start to address that. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's talk specifically, you may have been listening to this podcast for a while, but if not, I just want to talk about autoimmunity and what it means because autoimmunity refers to a state in the body, it refers to what happens in autoimmune disease, but it's a condition where the immune system, which is designed to protect us from harmful invaders, starts to attack our own healthy tissue and organs, and it can affect our cells as well, and that's what can happen in a lot of those systemic type of autoimmune diseases. And the immune system stops being able to distinguish between self and non-self tissue. Autoimmune disease does come in stages, And I did do a post on this on my Instagram account at the autoimmunity nutritionist if you want to hear about those stages because it's it's worth understanding the stages of autoimmune disease so that you can be proactive about it as well if you have any of those symptoms. Now there are over 80 different types of autoimmune diseases and they can affect basically 
every part of the body. Some well-known examples of autoimmune disease and some of the autoimmune diseases that I work with commonly in my clinic, the autoimmunity nutritionist, is rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, psoriasis and Crohn's disease. And each one presents in in its own unique way. And for every individual, it's going to present differently as well. Autoimmune disease has a multifactorial nature. And what that means is when we are looking through the research of what the potential causes of these autoimmune diseases are, there is the genetic piece. And if you are familiar with epigenetics, we know now that in certain conditions, genes are switched on and off. And why I mention that is that a lot of people may have done genetic screening and that is something that I offer in my clinic as well, which gives you a really good insight into your genetic baseline. But your genes are switched on by the environment that they live in and that can be to do with your diet, it can be to do with your stress, it can be to do with how many toxins you have in the body. So the genetic piece is important, but there are obviously other factors that can contribute to the development of autoimmune disease. And environmental factors such as infections, diet, exposure to certain chemicals, and even psychological stress can trigger and worsen autoimmune disease. And I have touched on some of these specific areas on other episodes, so feel free to have a look through because I do dig into them in a bit more detail. But what I wanted to talk about primarily today is to do with these possible causes of autoimmune disease. I have many clients come to me and when I start working with a client, the first thing I really want to achieve is to understand what their, I call it their story or the timeline. So what led up to the development of these symptoms and then being diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, if they have been diagnosed, because not always do people come to me with a diagnosis, they come to me with inflammatory symptoms. Diagnosis can take an awful long time. And I think it is always best to be proactive. For example, I used to have severe joint pain. Um, I had ganglions, I had swelling, I had rashes. I never formally got diagnosed with arthritis. Whether I had it or not, I don't know. I had psoriasis, it could have been psoriatic arthritis, but I took action anyway and I'm so glad I did because I'm able to go to Pilates six times a week now and I'm able to do lots of weight bearing, I'm able to open doors, I'm able to do all these things that I couldn't do before and that is based on the changes I made to my diet and lifestyle. So whatever point my clients are at, the first thing I want to know is their timeline. So understanding what might have contributed to their autoimmune disease, but also what may have triggered it, because it's almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. When you're living with a trigger, that it may be that you had a viral exposure and you developed autoimmune disease after that. So the first thing to think about when you are trying to recover from autoimmune disease, if it was a virus that triggered it, is to address the virus in the body. That's why it's always very important in autoimmune disease to get out of that flare state, to deal with the trigger, and then work on those contributing factors, which could be to do with stress, gut health, and other areas. Um, and kind of rebuild your body from scratch so you are strong and robust. And so if you come across that trigger again, hopefully you won't develop autoimmune disease and you can put your autoimmune disease in remission. So I just want to talk to you about some possible causes 
of autoimmune disease and what I'm thinking about when I'm working with clients and what you can think about for yourself as well. One of the possible causes of autoimmune disease is when your white blood cells, which are your lymphocytes and they're extremely important in your immune system, are suppressed and become dysfunctional. There are many reasons that can cause that. It could be to do with having a lot of exposure to viruses and bacteria at a young age, but you will find this out on a routine blood test with your doctor doing a full blood count. You will see on that test result whether your white blood cells are low. That can indicate a chronic infection and it can also indicate autoimmune disease. So if you haven't had a full blood count done recently and you do have autoimmune symptoms, it might be worth getting that checked. The next possible cause of autoimmune disease, which I've mentioned quite a lot on the podcast and is something that comes up time and time again in my clinic, is active infections. We can have exposure to different viruses throughout our lives. We may get ill from those viruses But what can happen is they can stay latent in our body for many, many years and then they can become activated again. They can become activated by different viruses. They can become activated when your immune system is suppressed for whatever reason. And that can reactivate the infection and cause the immune system to create an inflammatory response. And that can switch on autoimmunity as well. I often say to clients when it does feel like there might be some viral activation as part of the autoimmune disease to do a viral panel. One of the common viruses is Epstein-Barr virus and that can be reactivated. So you can do a viral panel which will look at lots of different viruses that are associated with autoimmune disease and chronic fatigue syndrome. And you can do a panel to see what what antibodies you have to those viruses. And that gives you a good indication of whether they are active in the body and stimulating inflammation. And that viral panel, you can get it from your doctors and it's something that I offer in my clinic as well. Now, another cause of autoimmunity is when there is barrier permeability. You may have heard of leaky gut syndrome, which is when there's an increased intestinal permeability, but you can also have a leaky lung barrier. You can also have a leaky sinus barrier and you can have a leaky blood brain barrier. And what happens when we have an increase in barrier permeability in any of those four barriers, it means that we are letting in toxins, that we're letting in allergens, so the things that the immune system responds to, into our system. And that can lead to autoimmune disease, it can lead to toxin getting into the body, and it can cause an inflammatory response. Though it may be that one of your barriers, for whatever reason, has become compromised and for example if I'm working with a client and it seems apparent that there is something going on with the barrier function then we would address that through diet and maybe a supplement protocol to help with that and you may see your symptoms improve just by focusing on that one key element if that's one of the causes for you. Another cause of autoimmune disease is a dysfunctional immune cell function. And this is looking at certain immune cells that are 
vital for your immune response because you have you have your antibodies which are produced by these things called B cells but you also have T cells and T cells are extremely effective in the body they have different functions and different roles and what can happen in autoimmune disease is people's T cells can become imbalanced and you can test for this as well and you have your T helper cells which are there to help to promote an inflammatory response and defend your body and when they are imbalanced it can cause and initiate an inflammatory response where it's not required and it's through this T helper 17 cell where we see a more inflammatory response whereas you also have an arm of the immune system which are called the T regulatory cells. Now there are friends when it comes to autoimmune disease and they keep the immune system in check so what we can do is focus on making sure that we are nourishing our bodies in order to promote T regulatory cell function. One of the key ways you can do this is through vitamin D. And when you are vitamin D deficient, it is likely that your T regulatory cells might not be in check. And that may contribute to autoimmune disease as well. So from an from a immune system perspective, when it comes to autoimmune disease, you really want to be enhancing the production of the T regulatory cells. They keep everything in check. They keep the inflammatory response in check. They make sure that you're not causing destruction of self-tissue through your immune system. Um, so they're absolutely vital and you want to decrease the response of the T helper 17 cells, which are more destructive and they cause more inflammation. So that is a key element in autoimmune disease and it's worth when if you've looked at the other factors, so looking at the white blood cells, looking at active infections, the barrier permeability, it may be that there are these imbalances in the immune system that need to be addressed. Now next, I did cover this in a recent podcast, but is to do with environmental toxins. And there is lots of research to suggest that when we have a lot of chemicals around us and we ingest them or we inhale them into our bodies, that can again cause uh, immune dysregulation. And it can also cause an issue between the hormones that communicate between your cells um, because those chemicals can attach to your cells. There's a little receptor on your cell which the hormone communicates cell to cell through. And when you have chemicals in your body, it can affect that communication, which can cause a lot of disruption in your body generally, but with your immune system as well. Next is to do with the stress response. Again, there is a lot of research to show that there is this association between stress and immune dysfunction, probably due to the creation of certain hormones and the fact that when we're in you know, a fight or fight response, when we are chronically stressed, we are prioritizing our lives over any other system in the body and it can affect our gut health, it can affect our hormone balance and it can cause nutrient deficiencies. 
So there is certainly um, a lot of research, as I said, to suggest that stress can be a major component. We all live in this world where we have um, increasing amounts of responsibility. There are lots of options of things that we can do. And generally, it is quite demanding. There is going to be stress around you unless, I don't know if you've managed not to have any stress in your life. I'd love to hear your secret. When I'm working with clients, I understand that and I understand that for my own life as well and what I found over the years is applying some stress management techniques and that's just a fancy word for saying finding moments in my day for calmness doing more activities which involve rest rather than always on the go and always doing I love to be doing stuff but I'm trying as best I can to embrace calmness and rest in my life I can see my body going from strength to strength by doing that I think this is what the research is indicating that once we are able to manage that stress and feel calm in our lives generally, then it won't affect us as much. It's when we are just constantly on the go, chronically stressed and not taking those times out in our day that it can start to affect us. Another cause of autoimmunity, which you will have heard from me before, I'm sure, and I'm sure you've heard it from other practitioners as well, is the gut microbiome. When the gut microbiome is out of balance, for whatever reason, perhaps you're not digesting foods as well as you could be, there might be some inflammation, you may have a parasite, there are lots of reasons that the gut microbiome could be imbalanced, you might not be eating a varied diet, that can cause a dysregulation of the immune function and the immune response, and again, that can lead to autoimmunity. And lastly, I just wanted to touch on this, that a brain injury can lead to autoimmune disease. It's something I don't talk about very often, but I have seen this with a couple of clients where they have had a brain injury and then go on to develop autoimmune disease. Though, as you can see, when I'm working in my clinic and trying to understand what might be contributing to a client's condition there are all these factors to consider i pick it up from the timeline i pick it up from a comprehensive questionnaire which i ask my clients to complete and then we have an hour-long initial consultation so i can dig in deeper and obviously after working with hundreds of clients with autoimmune disease and going through my own journey of recovering from autoimmune disease I pick up on certain things with certain people and that's where I will either advise on doing testing. For example, if I think it's if it started in the gut, then they may I may recommend some stool testing. Or if it's something very obvious, then we can just start working together based on the obvious symptoms. And for example, if somebody got ill after having a virus, then it would seem more likely that it was to do with the virus that they had and there may not be a need to do any functional testing at that point. But I do find that the functional testing just gives you that insight into what out of this list. And there there are other things as well that could be contributing to autoimmune disease. But understanding what out of this list is your cause, because once you know that, you can then address it And hopefully once you get, for example, if you get your gut microbiome back in balance, you should see resolve of your symptoms, dependent on the other contributing factors. But that's the main objective. And then keep that in balance for the long term so that you don't go back into a flare. Because that's the thing with autoimmune disease. 
it's not curable but you can live without flares and the longer you can go without a flare and the less severe a flare is is huge progress the longer you live in remission then the better your life is going to be and that's really what I hope to achieve when I am working with my clients. Autoimmune diseases can be quite hard to diagnose and I know from my own experience that I wish I had started doing something about my symptoms sooner. I had got to the point where I was just living with hair loss and having alopecia areata. I just found a way to kind of manage it. And it was in a cycle of hair coming out and then growing back. I could see that my psoriasis would get better sometimes and then flare at others. Again, I just got quite comfortable with that cycle of events. Whereas when I started getting the joint pain, where I started getting the brain fog, the anxiety, the extreme fatigue, that's when I knew that I needed to do something. But I left it years before doing something about it. I just thought it was part of who I was. And it was only when it started getting more severe that I realised that actually I should have addressed this sooner. And I I think that can be a challenge with autoimmune disease because there are so many different symptoms that can relate to autoimmune disease as I said it can be you know a full even just having a fullness in your ears having migraines having problems with your vision having different skin conditions I mean I must have had four or five different skin conditions from being a teenager to my late 20s and I didn't think much of it because they would always resolve yes they would come back but they would resolve so I just assumed that that was normal, but it really wasn't. I almost surprised myself by doing all this work on myself and being able to live symptom-free now for eight years, but I truly believe in the science. I believe in, you know, what I'm seeing in my clinical experience and my own health as well. I say this when I speak to clients who, or potential clients that call me, there is no promise that I can make around autoimmune disease and no other practitioner or doctor can either because each and every person is going to have a different contributing factor, a different trigger and also they may respond to different therapies and medications. That is why you can never make a promise to anybody with autoimmune disease but I do believe that with the right approach and by addressing the root cause of your symptoms you can feel better and hopefully live symptom free for the long term. So there's been a lot here today, well autoimmune disease is complex as I uh, as, as, as I said at the beginning but if you do have any questions about autoimmune disease generally or your specific autoimmune disease, then feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at the autoimmunity nutritionist. I'm also using threads. So if you want to ask me a question on there, I'd love to have a chat with you there too. And you can also join my free group, the autoimmunity community, where I'm sharing healthy recipes, nutrition and research around autoimmune disease and I share a Wednesday wellness tip with you so that you can keep your health on track. So I'd love to see you over there. If not, have a fantastic rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, 
you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.